0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders now transforming the face of american business as successful entrepreneurs get ready to listen learn to lead and now to enhance your leadership influence on the global reach leadership forum here's your host dr pat Hello and welcome
1: to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat, and today we're talking about one of the first principles of leadership success and that is integrity. And before our guest comes, I'd like us to think about the very value and nature of integrity as a leadership principle and how that applies to you as a leader. Why is integrity essential? Why do we need to have a strong and exceptional measure of integrity to be successful as a leader? You know, integrity is the soul of relationships and the heart of everyone's conviction. Without it, you and I have no foundation upon which to build mutual trust. But what this journey looks like for you is quite different from what it does to me. Yet the path is the same. Everybody's journey is a little bit different yeah, we all have one goal to become successful leaders. Integrity then, for the leader must be the foundational cornerstone upon which you build all other values. If you question whether you have all the right gear, the stamina, and substance required on your leadership journey, the bigger question is whether you have the endurance for the trip. You see, integrity gives you endurance. Integrity is an invariably exceptional element of the leadership journey that one should have to sustain and navigate that course. You know, I've heard of people say, what's in it for me? People tend to ask themselves whether subconsciously or even sometimes overtly, what's in it for me? But the trouble here, firstly, if you say what's in it for you, being honest shifts your thoughts and attitude from concentrating on yourself to focusing on the well being of others, regardless of what the outcome is. When this occurs, the fundamental principle the first principle and the essential principle of others focused versus self-focused yields the quality of integrity to do the right things regardless of who's not watching, or who cares, or or, or what you will get out of it, or simply what's in it for you. And secondly, it, it must be a good feeling for you to know that you have, let's say for instance, you have begun your week in earnest with the hope of getting through Monday, without even being challenged with any ethical or leadership conundrum. When a report you, you are reading, suggests that you have overpaid a contractor a little more than was initially proposed. Yes, 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 yes. Your signature confirmed it. You are the executive director. You are the chief executive of your organization. You are the leader of your organization. What will you do? Ah, the right thing to do, since no one else is there but you, and you noticed it, is to call in your accountant and address the issue immediately using the correct organizational protocol. It's a good feeling. To know that you can control this. You see, however the monster, however, the monster of ego and and self-preservation may come knocking on your door, you know that your integrity will overshadow it. And your integrity will forbid you to consider doing what is right when no one else is seemingly watching. Only you can determine what integrity looks like for you in your sphere of influence, and also what it should look like for those you interact with every day. Don't miss this opportunity to exercise integrity as a leader. So our guest today is uh retired Rear admiral Hamlin Talon. He is the president of uh, Damascus Enterprises. LLC, an aviation services company located in Round Rock, Texas. Uh, Prior to Damaris Enterprises, uh, he also owned a small consulting company that provided engineering services and support of the Joint Strike Fighter and served as a vice president and president of CENTEC Global, a defense consulting firm. He also consulted to the Navy's program executive office a or C- C4I that led a team to develop and produce the concept of operations for the Global Theater Security Cooperation Management Information System um, TSC uh, for the U.S. Uh, Department of Defense. Uh, this obviously enhances uh, national security outside of war fighting. Uh, Riyad Matalan actually also served as director of operations for U.S. European Command. Um, he also advised the commander on the U.S. force support to NATO. He also commanded uh, F-14 Tomcat Squadron, an eight-squadron carrier air wing, and then the Navy's East Coast Tactical Training Group, and a carrier battle group. And I know he's also an author, you know, <laughs> your novel, The uh, Mayor of Olongapo So welcome to the forum there, uh, my good friend, uh, Retired Admiral Halman Talon. Welcome to the forum. Good to have you here.
2: Matt, thank you so much. It's good to be here with your
1: with your viewers and listeners. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, this is this is awesome. I'm really glad that we have a, a chance to talk about leadership. And yeah, this is a forum for us to just enjoy discussions on on, on leadership. There's so much talk about integrity. And our topic today is really on integrity. So um, I just wanted to start off by, you know, like you said, let's let's just, you know, have a chat. Uh, what is your definition of integrity, and um, and how did you practice this as a commander? Um, you know, in, um, in in the military. I think uh,
2: the word integrity itself means that you uh, understand and support the the rules of the organization, uh, and, and not just what's written, but what's understood, you know, the understandings of the organization. Yes. And the understanding of how that organization fits within the greater society. So I, I think integrity has to do with that um devotion to understanding the the guiding principles you have and then and then sticking to it. The opposite would be hypocrisy. Yeah. You know, where you like where you know the rules, but you don't you know, assign them to yourself if it's inconvenient, you Man. know, that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Wow, that's great. That you know, that that's a great answer indeed. And people usually take that for granted. One set of rules for somebody else, and one, one set of rules for me, and and they always miss the point on that. Uh definitely. So um absolutely. Do you do you really think that there's a difference between how we look at integrity in the business sector and then how we actually practice that in the military, because I'm sure you've, um, you know, being a business owner yourself and haven't commanded, you know, so exceptionally in the military. Is there a difference really? And if so, what does that look like? How is that really um, different? Yeah. I think, first of all,
2: I think Uh, I assume that many of your viewers for this podcast are are transitioning, absolutely, or maybe they've shortly transitioned and and they're and and if you and if you are a transitioning service member and you feel a little uncomfortable, then then you're okay. I mean, (laughs) you have to remember that since the age of about six. You have been riding on a, you know, an institutional train. I'll use the word train because the tracks are defined. Yeah. And 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 you ride that train, and there, the, you know, there there are expectations from you as the rider or as the student in this case. And and there are also expected outcomes. If you do a certain amount of schoolwork, you will you'll get a grade, and and then that means you get to move on to the middle school train and then the high school train and. And and you're not like you're unwitting. I mean, you're you're you you make choices while you're on the train. But but my point is that it's it is it is a guided uh, life for you from the age of about six until at least until you come out of high school. Yeah. Much of your life is shaped by the uh, the education experience, okay. to include after school, to include even in the summer vacation, and then you might have gone into the college train. You know, again, expected outcomes, expected responsibilities, so forth and so on. And then, of course, you got onto the Navy train. So, what I'm saying is that now here you are, you're transitioning and you get out on the station and there are no more trains for you. (laughs) I mean, and it could be exhilarating to you, but also very frightening. But one of the reasons that people are going to hire you is because of the integrity word that Pat's talking about. Wow. You 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 have lived your life uh, understanding and <laughs> adhering to a, a set of rules and, and a set of understandings and expectations and you have lived to that. You you it's been a part of who you are. And also integrity may be the understanding and and the support for rules, but character Ooh. is doing something about it. So not only do you see, and, and let's so here's an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get hired, and let's say you're going to be working as a computer programmer for a very exotic contract, and it's something you really like, you're good at, and so forth and so on. In fact, you're so good that the CEO of the company is going to bring a bunch of executives in to talk with you, and they come walking in. and the first thing you do is say, welcome, gentlemen. I noticed that you forgot your masks this morning. <laughs> and so let me give you one to wear. There
1: you go. <laughs> because
2: because integrity and character has has not, has not more to do with just the job at hand. It has to do with all of the things that surround it. And the reason that you're going to succeed is not only your knowledge of systems and software and, and, and these kind of disciplines, but you you have integrity and you have character, which means you know what to do and you're willing to do something
1: about it. Wow, this is so awesome. I mean, this to me, this is this is the the nuggets that people need to be able to understand so they can feel comfortable in getting into the private sector, just like you mentioned. But you know. Sometimes there are challenges with people who kind of breach this integrity we're talking about, and we talk about integrity. You, you mentioned character, but how how do you hold somebody accountable for that? I mean, you probably help people accountable in the military. How do you hold someone accountable for that also in the uh, you know in the private sector? It's uh, it's it's it's, it's nerve wracking.
2: <laughs> well, you, you're right, Pat. I mean, you do have certain tools as a as a as a leader in the military um uh, you know the 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 NJP for one thing you that's had, correct uh, and and you don't have these kind of rules uh or tools let me say for the private sector you have to find a, a different way to to uh, to lead but mm-hmm. but let's just say then that leadership if, uh, we, we we've seen lectures we've read materials and so forth about leadership and there's there's hundreds of thousands of, of words that have been written about it but I always found it to be still a little bit of a mystery. I mean, what exactly is it? You know, someone will say do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean do? What do you mean do the right thing? What do you mean the right thing? And I think it'd be easy for you to to look at it this way, I hope, and that would be, and this goes into the integrity character comments that Pat and I've just made. Mm-hmm. Leadership, if you want to know how to execute it, think of it as a constructive confrontation and, and don't think of confrontation as screaming and yelling. And that I don't mean that. I mean, confrontation is you see something that is wrong Hmm. and then you constructively confront it. And it could be a piece of litter laying in by, by your uh, office door. Wow! You can walk by it or you can confront it and pick it up. You know, now you, you don't want to, you know, shoot it with a gun. I mean, that would not be constructive. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and so, if you think about that, leadership then is the is the knowledge of the rules, and, and and the ability to confront when you see something that isn't that isn't quite right. And and if you do it in a in a positive way, and then the person that you're dealing with will take it a lot better, and and you can get a lot better more out of it. I mean, there's a lot of ways to to address people who are misbehaving yes if you can do it constructively uh, it's a lot better than you know they and i found in my military life that you, you know i you can use your rank if, if that's what, what what you want to do i suppose or you you can scream at people but it's but not effective <laughs> it's not effective at all i mean they right. they they will they will do it they have you know they'll do what they have to because you're senior to them, but, mm-hmm. but you're not really winning. You know you're not really leading. You're just screaming. You know, true. And true. so constructive confrontation. If you think of that as like the that. execution phrase, and then then I think your leadership would be a little
1: bit more straightforward for you. I like that constructive confrontation. I, I want to take that to heart because that's a, that's that's a really good one. And people often take that for granted and they think confrontation has to be negative, but it's definitely not a negative right. thing. So right. I like that. But but you know. So I'm quite sure you've probably had several experiences in, in the, in the, in the military when it comes to um, exercising this integrity uh, that you're talking about. Right. And, and I think uh character you've mentioned that, but how, how have you, is there one particular instance or one that you know of that you, yeah. you've applied now in the, uh, in the private sector that you can uh, share with us?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, when I was a, uh the commanding officer of the F-14 squadron that Pat mentioned, Um, we were on deployment and um, the battle E is, is an award the Navy gives for the best squadron, our ship, our unit, and it's given annually. And, and it's the thing that your people want to get. It's a, it's a team award. You know, it's not like a Navy commendation medal. It's (laughs) a team, a team award for the, for the unit. That is the best. So the best F-14 squadron, you know, the best yeah. destroyer and so forth. And so my squadron, and I had a really, really good squadron that had a lot of great folks in it. And uh, and before we left, the wing commander told me that, you know, you guys are really in the running for this thing. I mean, you're, you are know, you need to make sure that your your deployment flight hours are good, but man, you're really doing good. So anyway, we, we were on cruise. And my junior officers come up to me and say, "Hey, the sister squadron is is cheating on the yellow sheets. Wow. You know, their yellow sheets record the flight time, and they're, and they're and they're flying less than we are, but they're putting down more time. And so wow. at the end of the day, they're going to have a lot more flight time than we have, and and it's gonna it's gonna hurt us. Wow. And I you know I thought about that, and I a couple days later that I said, okay, we're going to cheat too." We're we're going to add more to our flight time. Mm. That was a sleepless night night for me, because you know you you know what's wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. just because they were they were doing it, so I, I called the guys in and told them that we you know we're not going to do that. We know better than this. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna fill the flight sheets out the way that we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get into this this kind of one-upmanship on who can cheat the best. We're just you know life's too short. It's the wrong message, and so on. Mm. Well, sure enough, the other squadron won the battle. E and a lot of it was due to um, due oh, to uh, flight time. They had more than we had. Uh, however, years later, years later, I had uh, uh, of the of the uh, ten air wings in the United States Navy. Six of those air wings were commanded by. The six junior officers that I had in my squadron. Wow. They, they. I'm okay. not saying that that my action is what would cause them to be good. I'm just saying really that it's, part of it. That, well, it didn't <laughs> hurt. So, so later on, then later on, when I was working in industry, I was uh, a president of a company, and the CEO was violating the. Federal acquisition regulations, the FAR. Hmm. Uh, he was uh, having us uh, place items on uh, in in our uh, account, yeah, uh, for the government to pay that were that were clearly not appropriate. I mean, you're wow. you're cheating the taxpayer when you're doing that kind of thing, and and we had quite a session about that, and eventually I uh, I resigned because I wasn't going to be a part of that. You know, it's
1: awesome character now
2: the, the the high road can be a terrible place to be especially <laughs> if you walk away from a job and now do not
1: have employment i anymore. know, <laughs> hey, you know it's, it's, but with <laughs> the conscience though you leave clearly with the conscience wow but this you, is you know there are things
2: you have to you know there are just things yes. you have to do and i'm sure yes. that your listeners can yes. think of uh of and a lot of times it's a small thing you know, yes. and it's not some big earth shattering kind of thing. It's a small thing that, you wow. know, is, you know, you have a friend who continually parks in a handicapped parking spot. Mm. <laughs> because He took the placard away from his grandmother who died four oh. years ago. Oh, and he uses it because your friend doesn't want to have to walk that far. Wow. That kind of thing. You'll see that kind of thing all the time. Absolutely. And, and, and you have a choice. You can, you can, constructively confront your friend about the unfairness of that and the fact that there are legitimate people who really are hurt that need that parking spot. And, uh, you know, walking is good for you. You can do that or you <laughs> I can like just that. say it's not my business or you can, you know, but you're going to be challenged, I think, all your life. If you if you have your eyes open, you're going to you're going to have an ability to confront things that that should be confronted constructively. Constructively, and and your integrity is going to be your
1: guidepost. Whew, man! I am I am just feeling it right now. I am getting so <laughs> much wisdom. This is so great. Constructive, wow! Constructive confrontation integrity. I I love I love this character. Um if you're listening, you, you better listen well because this is good stuff. So you know what? So what advice would you give somebody that you know um about the pitfalls of not exercising this integrity? You've probably mentioned a few of them already but some advice some some kind of advice that somebody needs to hear today um about how to practice integrity and you know in yeah. in the in the corporate world yeah i think the first thing i would say to you is, is to
2: give yourself absolution i mean by that i mean it is a grind uh, leading is a grind yes i mean every single day and every single way you, you know if you have this gift and curse mm-hmm. then you're going to you're going to find yourself in a leadership position and it could be just as a parent you know, your 16-year-old daughter comes to you and wants to spend the night with Molly.
1: Mm.
2: You love your daughter. You want her to love you. You want to have the T-shirt that says, "You know, greatest dad in the world." On. I know, <laughs> but she's of that age to where she's kind of giving you the stink eye, and she, you know, and you know she hasn't turned rotten yet, but she's going to pretty soon. And you and you and you want to please her. You want her to be your friend, and and you you just so much want to say, "Sure, you can spend the night with Molly." But, see, you don't know Mommy. Mm. You don't know her parents. You have no idea what's really going to happen. Who's the chaperone? what's what's the agenda? Uh, and you remember that there are so many weekends you read in a paper that some sixteen year old kid is killed in a car wreck or something at two o'clock in the morning. And, and 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 so what you do is you you look at that wonderful daughter of yours and say,
1: no. Oh, <laughs> or you
2: or you may say listen uh, l- tell me who Molly is uh, and let me talk with her parents and let me see if we can we can understand what's going to happen. Do it that way. do it constructively and see if you can figure it out instead of just saying no or yeah. and, and don't just say yes. you need to protect your daughter yes. in this particular case. So what I'm saying is it, it's a grind though. I mean it's, it's relentless this this leadership yeah. and and you're gonna fail you know someone is going to do something you know it's wrong you just walk away from it you you just don't want to confront it you just don't have the energy for it wow you know it happens it happens you you can't sit there and be this this knight that forever charges the dragon you know you you have to give yourself a little bit of a break uh, realizing that you in just a minute you're going to have to go right back into the breach <laughs> and pick up your leadership torch and carry it with your head up because it, it it's hard. It it's is. like medicine. You have to continually practice it.
1: Yeah. It's not a done deal. This is deep. That's absolutely continuous, constructive, Confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you have you, you have to wear it. You know, like you know, like like yeah. like like a suit or something every every day if, if you're in that kind of environment. But you know, one of the things that really comes to mind as we talk about character, integrity, and and really this constructive um, confrontation you're talking about, I'm reminded of cases in you know in the past of, of um, like you know we had uh, Bernie what do you call it, Bernie. Ebers of WorldCom, we had uh, Bernie Madoff. Um, you know the the Enron scandal uh, with Jeffrey Skilling. All these things happened that shook our our economy, it shook, it shook integrity and faith for people. But I don't know of anything like that that we've ever experienced in the uh, in the in the military. And what that does to, let's say, uh, military and how commanders would prevent or mitigate something like that uh, on the impact on forces. What are your insights on that um, comparison between what would happen in the corporate world and then something like that happening in the military?
2: Yeah. I think the strongest um, guard we have against that mm-hmm. is that. Um, So many of our military members are, are, I think, feel empowered to, I mean, they've bought in on this thing. They bought in on, on integrity as being something that you actually believe in and character, something that you actually believe you can, you can do. You can, you can actually, I I think a lot of our military members actually believe it. You know, it's not just a bunch of lip service, uh, and, and so it's pretty hard then if you have all of your followers looking at you with a certain expectation about your behavior, mm. it's a lot harder to get them to try to get it. <laughs> true, true. Than if you're, if you're in some kind of an executive suite somewhere and no one yeah. really knows what you're doing. Mm. Uh, so I think, again, it's the strength of, our, uh, of the empowerment of our
1: people, people that keeps the organization running straight. Wow. I I really think so, too, because I think that's why, you know, you see so much excellence, so much outstanding things that are happening in the military. We don't have to hear of cases like this that we hear in the corporate world. But it's not to say that it couldn't, you know, it couldn't happen, um, but just that it doesn't happen with the military. But it it seems to um, take off and happen so often in the uh, in the private sector. So, so I so at this point for a transitioning, you know, military service member or, or a budding entrepreneur who's just now getting started, I'm sure you probably have some recommendations for them on how to foster this this integrity and and character and um, and constructive confrontation that you're talking about to make them successful as a leader. So, what kind of recommendation would you would you give them so yeah. so they can put that in their in their toolbox?
2: I think. Most of you, as you transition, will probably work for a um, a small business. Mm-hmm. Now, that small business may work on $150 million contracts mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a partner with other companies uh, on that contract. But at the end of the day, it's a small business that you're going to be working for. Most small businesses live and die on a pretty thin profit margin. I mean, you read a lot about these obscene profits. People like, uh, you know, the CEO of Amazon or Microsoft. Sure, there are profit. There's profit taking out there that is just obscene. Yes. But for (laughs) most most businesses, the margins are very thin, Mm -hmm. and 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 the only way you survive is if your people follow the policies and the rules that you've set down. That's the only way you can make it. Wow. If, if, if they are cheating or if they are, 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 are doing things that are incorrect, it's going to eventually show up in the bottom line and you're going to go out of business. I mean mm-hmm. y- you can't afford as a small business person, you can't afford someone who doesn't know how to uh, analyze the finances. Mm-hmm. You can't afford a lawsuit if someone gets tangled in some kind of a sexual harassment suit. You can't afford that stuff. And, and, uh, and so again, integrity, the understanding and support of the rules of the organization, the understandings of the organization, is is it, it's one of the reasons they want to hire you because That's they can right. trust you. It's all about trust. Trust. At some point, because because the, the owner of the company can't be there looking at everybody all the time, he's got to sure. trust you. Yes. And and you've proven uh, with your with your military and other backgrounds
1: uh, that you're trustworthy. Wow. That, that, that is so true. Well, thank thank you so much for, for enlightening us with, with such insights, such uh such great recommendations, because we we don't get enough of this kind of knowledge imparted onto onto young folks that may be transitioning early out of the military and even those that have stayed in the military for so long. They need this kind of reassurance from from wise people like you, who have made it uh, successful in the in the military and now successful in the private sector, and 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 uh, making things happen. Uh, very grateful for that. So I guess towards our last few questions here, I I, I, I want to ask really, Ham, what has been, if you can recall, your maybe one great lesson or biggest lesson on integrity that one. I think the one you shared is probably one of the most powerful ones, but maybe you might have one that we haven't heard of yet that we think is critical for um, a budding entrepreneur to to learn as 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 they transition out of the service.
2: Well, I, I think the the one I mentioned is the one that always sticks in my mind. But I yeah. I, I, I I guess it's it's going to be this I. If you watch a movie or television or read a book, a lot of times the integrity thing, the moment, is okay. a startling crisp goodbye bad guy kind of moment. Mm-hmm. And, and and the whole world is at stake. You know, one of those kind of things. I mean, that's that's what people see. And but I I, I would just suggest to you that uh, the, the the day in and day out. Adherence to, to the small things, you know the the thing, because that that's what means, that's what means a lot to people. I mean, the people that work for you or work with you, or whom you work for, yeah, are are are, are going to go through a day full, just chock full of small, small challenges, and, and and it's up to you to help them and yourself get through those with with your integrity. I mean. People will leave a door open, or they'll. And again, this, these are small things, but they mount up. And 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 pretty soon, if 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 you are are not wearing your mask, or if you're not doing this, mm-hmm. then other things become okay. Absolutely. One of the dangers we have is 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 ambivalence. You know, True. if you if you if you don't want to do something, you just kind of ambivalent to it. True. And and ambivalence suggests in some ways, that you agree then. Compromise. Right. Yep, if, if you're not going to do something about a rule, then evidently it's okay. <laughs> evidently you support that. You support And it. evidently it's okay. And, and, and so I, I don't mean you have to sit there and just be a rigid rule, you know, one of these kind of people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, you can live a very, very relaxed life. Yes. But just realizing that that your organization needs to have some shape to it. It needs to have support from people like you it needs to be well led and that means just keeping your eye ever open to to help your coworkers you know to do the right thing to yes. go back to that phrase
1: wow hey, this has been so great you know you've imparted so much knowledge into us here you know those transitioning those uh young entrepreneurs anybody who is listening to this is really going to leave with so much wealth knowledge because I think the piece of integrity that we never really talk about is that it's a thing out there, it's such an abstract thing. But you've given us some practical tools for us to take with us um, today. Uh, but uh, before we end our session, there I am, I, I think um, people need to know you know, the greatness, you know, that, that, that you have in you right now, is there anything you want our listeners and audience to, uh, to, to know about you, uh, where they can find you about your book? Um, uh, I, I know you're probably writing, just l- l- let us know a little <laughs> bit more about yourself.
2: Well, <laughs> I, what Pat's referring to is I, I wrote a, a book called the mayor of Alongapo a and it, And it, again, everything I write has got some leadership quote, cor- component to it. And, and this is a book about a young guy that goes to the port city of Olongapo and, and it gets into the relationship between the Philippines and the United States and some of the bad things that, that we did as a country to the Philippines, a, a history that is not very, that is not, not very good for us, mm-hmm. uh, largely unknown. But, but, so that was a book that I wrote and I'm, um, I'm now working with a, a screenwriter to see if we can't take it to another forum, you know, uh, into movie production or something. But so, awesome. and then I, uh, I wrote a, another book, a couple more, uh, weenie Kleegan is the, is the latest one I've written. And again, it's about a young fellow from a small town that joins mm-hmm. the Navy, and, and then that that's a trilogy. And I've now finished the three books that are going to be a part of that trilogy. And I have them, uh, with my publisher and the editor to try to get all that you know coming out. So, so uh, being an author is what I like to do now. I like to write, and and again, a lot of it has to do with. Uh, they're not written as leadership books, but I think if you write about characters that are, that are that are good people, there's going to be a leadership component. Component to it. sure, sure, yes. yeah, yes. yep. Leadership doesn't have to be just in a textbook. It should be,
1: but it doesn't have to just be found just, in the textbook. Yeah, practical, true. Well, thank you so much. Emma. Thank I, you, Pat. I, yeah, we have, we have learned so much from you. And um, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard from the man. You know, uh, retired <laughs> we had, well, you know, talent has, has imparted some knowledge into us. And um, I want to leave you with not just gratitude for what he has given us today, but also a call to action leadership as you've heard it's about character it's about you know just constructive confrontation let us lead with a purpose and let us lead the change thank you so much for listening and we thank look you, forward pat. to seeing you again all right great thank you pat you you're welcome
0: Well, Global Leaders, thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. Until next week, remember to lead the change.